Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, we will be talking with nonprofits, foundation representatives, federal consultants, passionate community members, and so forth from every angle of the funding community to see how they got funded, how they can get funded, what their challenges are, and what questions they have on securing funding. I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing funding for your nonprofit, your research, or your business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I am creator of WeGo Consulting. That's writing, editing grants, and organizational development. You can find me at www.wegogrants.com. As a grant writer for more than a decade, having managed grants for various organizations around the world for years, and being a federal reviewer, I have seen every side of the coin for funding. I'm excited to share information and try my best to answer any questions that you may have so you can increase your funding and your organization can impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Welcome to number two of number five, five basic parts of writing a winning grant. Last time we went over the about your organization section and were able to identify what funding sources are particularly looking for concerning your organization, how you can keep this information handy and what you need to update. Specifically, we talked about the status of your organization, your vision, activities your organization has completed, other grants or funding your organization has received, board officers and members, staffing, staffing structure, financial oversight and management of funds, job roles for projects, and partners. So go ahead and listen to that podcast again if you would like more information. It's about 20 minutes long and it'll give you some great tips. Uh, Today, we will be talking about the needs and target demographic. Funding agencies want to know what the needs are and what community or sector you will serve to meet those needs. But before we get into this, I would like to do a quick shout out that I'm super excited about. My newest book, Wish Granted Tips, Tools, and Templates to Write Winning Grants, is coming out in July 2017. This is a workbook and will go way more into depth about this five-part series of how to write a winning grant. And we'll also include questions for you to answer and space to write in the workbook so that you're actually creating the framework to a grant as you go through the workbook. How awesome is that? (laughs) Anyways, um, I was able to do a lot of research and find out, you know, what's available out there for people who are trying to learn how to write grants and even what I had to go through to learn how to write grants. And there's really not that much information. So I wanted to do something that could really offer the most value to be able to actually win grants and impact their community in positive ways. Like the subtitle states in that book, there are massive amounts of tips, tools, and templates to give you the highest value and ultimately help you win the most grants. So you can go over to hollyrustic.com, that's H-O-L-L-Y-R-U-S-T-I-C-K.com forward slash grant bonus, and sign up for the grant team list and receive some free grant templates right away, and you'll be one of the first people to know when the book is released. All right, so but back to the, today's podcast. We're going to discuss how to articulate your target demographic, how to clearly state and cite your needs, and how to write a powerful problem statement. So this section is going to take more time than you think if you do it right. You cannot just pull statistics out of the sky. So back to our example that we used last time about the Youth Soccer Rocks. Let's Okay, so the Youth Soccer Rocks example is an organization that is located in a city called Rock and Sock City. Yes, it is fictional. <laughs> and they have a project to start up soccer camps 
for the disadvantaged youth in the community. Well, I know that the city of Rock and Socks has high poverty, so I'll just write that. You might be correct, but you need to reference a current source to prove your point. For instance, you can look at the U.S. Census to reference the number of households under the poverty line in Rocking Socks. You could also include information from newspapers, articles, surveys, community meetings, just reference the minutes of meeting, and so on. Try and find stats or references within the past five years. That's current. Um, of course, if you are serving a niche or a small community that does not have robust data, it may be hard to find recent statistics. That's fine, but you will want to state why most of your data is outdated. So remember, think if it's more than five years previously, then it is kind of considered outdated. But you can use disclaimers. The other way, so another way, an even better way, is to get recent data is to actually develop it. If you really see a need but have no stats to back it up, then just go ahead and create a survey, focus group, a SWOT analysis, or record conversations with your target demographic, and then report your findings. Sometimes this is actually the most powerful because you are not just talking about your target demographics in general, you are talking directly to your target demographic about their specific needs. This is a point where you could also bring some of the potential beneficiaries into the creation of the project. For example, some of the information that you find from your discussions or data gathering might be different than you think. You might think all the disadvantaged youth need is a free soccer practice on Saturday mornings. But when you have the discussions with the disadvantaged youth, they may report that if they have help with their homework, that they would have more time to participate in soccer after school. And a majority may work on Saturday mornings or take care of siblings and that soccer practice is best for them on Friday evenings. Therefore, your findings could predict your grant objectives and outcomes and change the design of your project. That would save you a whole lot of frustration if you did get a grant for, say, 50 disadvantaged youth to play soccer on Saturdays and could only get three each week simply because you never found out what the need was, but you projected your design on a population. So there again, you really want to be specific. You want to find out the actual needs. Um, let me just go ahead and talk about a little story here to, to demonstrate this point. One of the NGOs I worked for um, in Indonesia after the 2004 uh, Asian tsunami had developed a great project. There was this cluster of villages living together in a tent city um, since they could no longer live close to the sea and their villages had been wiped out, unfortunately. One of the many issues was that there were rivalry villages. So the founder of the NGO I worked for had developed an after-school project where the youth could come together and learn English, play sports, do art, music, and dance. And that way he felt they would bond and get along. That sounds great, right? Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. He even had a clean water organization from Australia come out and put a pump in that would filter the water to clean it. Wow. The issue is he never went and consulted the villages to find out what they wanted. Sure, the kids learned some English, did some art, and played soccer, and seemed to bond a bit. But the minute the grant ended, the entire project fell apart, and the community never really felt like they benefited. Oh yeah, and that drinking water pump? Well, that was never maintained and broke within a couple of weeks. There are actually more problems that the project created than solved. So even if you aren't going into a very different culture, consult with your target population. Get to know what they want and need. Not only will this make your need section in your grant more powerful and increase your chance of getting funded, it will be the difference between the implementation of your grant failing or having long-term sustainability.
So let's get to the actual problem statement. Sure, you may have generated some great quotes and survey results, but you want to clarify one specific problem and have all that great information you got support the problem statement. First, let's start with what not to do. Don't, 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 don't use the words lack of or need for. Be more specific and clear. For youth soccer rocks, their problem statement might simply be, there are no free soccer programs available to youth in Rocking Sox City. Or they could be very precise and state something like, 95 out of 100 disadvantaged youth surveyed state they have no support with their homework and therefore spend three hours per night working on homework and have no time to participate in sports. So it really depends on what your needs are to articulate your problem statement. For the first problem statement, your goal may be, so just flip it around, You're, you have a problem and your goal could be to ensure all disadvantaged youth have access to free soccer clinics in Rocking Sox City. The second problem statement may have the goal to ensure that disadvantaged youth are not marginalized and have access to tutors. You see how both of these would shape your project very differently? So be precise in your problem statement by leveraging the support of all your great needs that you've gotten through your information and all of your surveys and everything that you've done, your research, and especially those conversations and even letters of testimony. I mean, just get into your community and ask them what their needs are. The target demographic is usually a much easier concept. It simply states who you will serve. For this example, your target demographic is disadvantaged youth in Rock and Sox City. Although you could be even more precise and say uh, disadvantaged youth 12 to 15 years old in the southern part of Rocking Sox City. It really depends on where you find the most needs and who you want to serve. Sometimes it also depends on the grant you are applying for. If you are applying for a grant that a certain demographic that they serve or they might just serve a certain geographic area, so you have to stick with that as well. I would, you know, I mean, sometimes it's better to keep it a little more broad so you can serve more people. But at the other hand, you know, you can really get in and serve a certain niche as well. So that's pretty much it. If you would like a grant checklist template that outlines each item of the needs and target population, then go ahead and sign up for my grant team list at www.hollyrustic.com forward slash grant bonus. I'll go ahead and add this to the free templates that you automatically receive when you sign up. So there you go. All right, so let's go ahead and summarize the second part in the five steps of writing a grant, needs and target demographic. So first you need to identify and state your needs that adequately reference the needs in your community. You need to utilize information, statistics, and data from the previous five years. As a reminder, if recent citations or references are difficult to find, then start coordinating efforts to support your needs, such as conducting surveys, focus groups, meetings, or gathering testimonials. For your target demographic, Make sure you are clearly serving one area. Once again, your certain projects may serve an entire community, but be sure to clearly explain that community and that they have a common need. Be clear and precise with this section. Use quantitative and qualitative information to demonstrate the issues. And for a checklist and links to some great national data sites and to be the first in line to hear about the latest grant writing workbook, go ahead and go to hollyrustic.com forward slash grant bonus. And I'll see you next time when we go over goals, objectives, and outcomes in the third part of this series of how to write a winning grant. As always, shoot me an email if you have any grant-specific questions, and I'll do my best to answer them via email or possibly through a podcast. Just go to hollyrustic.com or wegogrants.com. All right, I'll see you next time. Thanks so much.